This morning our reading comes from the prophet Haggai. It's the next to the last to the last book of the Old Testament. Haggai, Zechariah, and the last book, Malachi. If you learned it through We Sing's Bible Songs, that's how it rolls, and it's good practice. Haggai um, is just two chapters of the Bible. You can read this during this time if you choose to, and I would encourage you to. It's great reading about who God calls us to be. We're concluding our series on I Love to Tell the Story because we're saying today it's satisfying. So we're going to talk about satisfaction and where we can find it as opposed to what Mick Jagger says, we believe we can find satisfaction and we believe we find that in a relationship with God. Hear God's word. In the second year of King Darius, in the seventh month on the 21st day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, son of Shiltel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Is it not in your sight as nothing? Yet now take courage, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord, Take courage, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the promise that I made you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit abides among you. Don't fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once again in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, so that the treasure of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give prosperity says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. This Sunday is Commitment Sunday. You have these cards in your bulletins, and people love that Sunday. Uh, I've been doing ministry for 30 years. There have been 30 Commitment Sundays, and I've heard lots of stuff about Commitment Sundays, about what we should have done, what I should have said, how it should happen. Well, I'm just here to tell you we aren't talking about money. We're talking about being satisfied in a relationship with God. And I believe wholeheartedly that we just need to talk honestly and truthfully about that. I believe it's actually shown to us in Scripture. This book, Haggai, is talking about building the temple. After the people had been off in exile, he's talking about using their resources to build the temple. They're back in Jerusalem and the temple lies in shambles. They could trust what Haggai was saying then and I believe we can trust what Haggai is saying now. We trust the story because it satisfies my longings 
as nothing else can do, the hymn that we sang at the beginning of worship says. Because my longings are only satisfied when I satisfy God. When I understand that I am about something bigger than me. This weekend, we're celebrating Veterans Day. We celebrate those women and men who have served something far greater than themselves, who maybe didn't understand everything, but they understood the great thing that they were called to do. That's where we are as well. I think that's what we see in this book. If you notice our first verse, they mention a specific date. And that's usually important when they mention that in Scripture. This is 18 years after King Cyrus of Persia had said, yeah, you can go back home to Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, I'll write an edict saying you can build the temple. 18 years. The king said, go back, build the temple. Guess what wasn't built? The temple. There was no enthusiasm for it. Chapter 1, verse 4, is maybe the most famous verse in these two chapters. The prophet says, Is it a time for you yourselves to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? In other words, you've been so concerned about yourself, all God's children build a house for themselves, but you didn't build a place for God. And I believe that has something to say far more than a physical structure. It says what's most important. These folks were looking for their own satisfaction instead of seeking to satisfy God. And when I read that, I don't look back on them and say how terrible they were. I see me in that because I love me some me. And I love to take care of me and what I think I need. A verse that in my devotion time this week, I'm sure I've read before, but it never stuck out to me until this week. You know how the Bible does that? John chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus says, How can you believe when you accept glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the one who alone is God. Who are we seeking to satisfy? Ourselves or God? That last verse in our reading, I will give prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. The word prosperity and the word satisfaction are synonymous in this scripture. Where will we receive satisfaction? Haggai was helping the people to get their minds right and to understand that it's God's satisfaction. Whether we're seeking to raise a budget or raise a temple, we are to seek God's satisfaction. I was reminded of that this week. On Tuesday morning of this week, I had the privilege of getting to serve at the Salvation Army. You heard Les Davis share a few weeks ago about how our church provides breakfast for folks over there every Tuesday morning, 52 weeks a year. 
my first two or three years here, I complained that, hey, I want to be on a team. I want to do that. And Les showed me he put me on two teams. So the, the second team I'm on, I refer to as the GLOB, the Gorgeous Ladies of Breakfast, with apologies to the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling back in the 80s. But the GLOB team, uh, Chuck Elliott and myself, work with these amazing women. And it's Suzanne, this week it was Suzanne Whitesides, Kay Robertson, and Carol Elliott. And we got everything ready. It's a great breakfast, scrambled eggs, sausage and bacon, grits, biscuits. And Suzanne had her own homemade gravy to put over the biscuits. Law, everybody was excited. Folks come through the line, and there's always at least one family staying over there in the homeless shelter. This week, there was a little girl, just bright-eyed, who came through carrying a backpack. And Kay and I were standing there serving, and I heard either uh, Suzanne or Carol say, Well, hello, what's your name? And the little girl said her name. And they said, What grade are you in? And she said, Third. And they said, What school do you go to? And they, she told them, and then they said, I bet you're the smartest one in third grade, aren't you? And then they continued to talk to her. Kay and I were standing there, and Kay turned to me, and she said, Oh, everybody needs someone in their ear. You see, that is the message of the church. Everybody needs someone in their ear to lift them up to say, we believe in you. Listen, that little girl woke up that morning. She put everything she owned in her book bag because there wasn't anywhere else to put it. When my kids went to school, we just put junk that they needed for the day, and there was 100 times more that back in their bedroom. This little girl was carrying everything she owned in that book bag, and Women of God spoke hope into her. That is the message of the church. That's where we find satisfaction, not in who we are, but in who God says we are. God looks at you and me and says, you are the apple of my eye. I created you and called you good. And I did not make a mistake. Our message is to lift one another up, to lift ultimately God up. That is who we are called to be. The psalm that Eleanor read for us, Psalm 98, says sing praises to God, not to us. It doesn't say sing praises to First Methodist Church or to those good people. It says sing praises to God. We are called to bring God's kingdom, not our own. So really, who are we lifting up in our lives? Who are we speaking hope into their ears? Who is it? Are we raising a few people up, but not quite as high as we want to be? Are we raising ourselves up, or are we raising everybody up before the throne of God's grace? Well, friends, here's a harsh reality. How we treat the little things like how we spend our money 
ultimately says what we're lifting up. <laughs> Are we glorifying God with the way that we do that? That's what Haggai wants to know. You people have been back 18 years. Everybody built a house. The temple of God lies in ruins. Who are you elevating, yourselves or God? Sometimes in seeking satisfaction, we, like the people in this book of Haggai, blur the line between God and us. We just make it really complicated. God would want me to be happy. Hello, prosperity gospel. God would want me to have fill in the blank and we get confused I think it's important we just read the instructions <laughs> last Saturday many of us changed our clocks we fell back right uh, some of us didn't but many of us did I have a car that this was the third time change I've been through in Changing the time in that car will drive you crazy. It'll drive you to be a Baptist. I'll tell you right now. The first year, I, it's got buttons everywhere. I was hitting buttons. I was doing things. Nothing happened. I just waited six months and it'd be right again. I could not do it. The next time, Pam was in the car with me. And if you know me, you know I'm a tad bit hard-headed. And Pam says, Honey, let's just get out the book and read the instructions. Don't touch that book. I can do this. I have a master's degree. I can do this. It took me 45 minutes, but I finally got it. And then last Saturday, Pam wasn't near me. I, was, I had to be somewhere, and I thought, I really need to change this so it doesn't stay this way for six months. I noticed Pam wasn't there, so I reached in the glove compartment. I pulled out the book. I went to clock, and I kid you not, I timed it. In 15 seconds, I changed the time. It took me six months of dealing with the wrong time and then 45 minutes of trying to do it, and I couldn't remember what I did. It's really easy when you read the instructions. I think... Who we seek to satisfy is really easy when we read the instructions. Contrary to what the world says, this says we are called to seek God's satisfaction. I mean, Haggai says as much in his book. If, if you noticed when you read it, the phrase Lord of hosts, those three words are, is used over and over again. This book is 0.2 of 1% of the entirety of the Bible, yet it uses the phrase Lord of hosts 5% of the total amount that it's used in the Bible. It's clear to say Haggai thinks Lord of hosts is really important. What does that mean? It means the Lord of the armies, the Lord of everything that has power. Are we elevating the Lord of hosts, or is it the me of hosts? What are we doing? Whose satisfaction are we seeking? You see, this is why we all share in it. Our most basic way of seeking satisfaction 
quite frankly, is money. Look at me. Look at what I got. Look at my watch that I cannot even program. Look at my car. Look at my home. I got this new whatever. I got this thing I don't need. I got fill in the blank. Someone has well said that in 21st century, maybe the currency we should be talking about is time. Where do we spend our time? Where do we spend our money? They may be right. But I want to be clear. This is not a sermon about money. It is a sermon about satisfaction. Will our lives be committing to our satisfaction or to God's? The answer really matters. Today is Commitment Sunday. Let's pray. God, thank you for loving us and inviting us to love you. Forgive us when we elevate all sorts of things higher than you. Forgive us when we forget that we are called to be your children, to glorify you. Help us in all that we do to lift high the cross and the promise that you give us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.